Well, welcome to episode three. Thanks, man. The Chase Monroe Podcast. Josh Jones with me today. What up, dude? <laughs> we're here. Yeah. Good, again, it feels like all yeah. first two episodes, it's taken a little bit to get to the actual moment where we're right here doing this, but we made it today. Yeah. Thanks for taking the time to do it. Yeah. So I'll introduce you in a second, and then you can clean some things up. Love that. Add it, add it, add or edit, whatever you uh, feel like is necessary. Yeah. But uh, Josh is... Uh, is uh, you're a friend that I did not know I needed or I thought could even be be a friend based on who I knew of you to be. But man, over this last year, you become one of my best friends. Thanks, man. I feel yeah. the same. Yeah. yeah. And when I think about this podcast and, you know, the whole first year being uh, the, the 52 Project, 52 yeah. people made an impact on my life. You have made a massive impact on my life. And over this last year, one of the top top places of impact has come from my time and friendship with you and how it's grown. And so I was like got to have you on and have you on soon. Uh, we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. <laughs> More than with our wives. So yeah, I think if I can, <laughs> so I'm a little bit upset that you had Holly on before me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I really, it really should may, may be your brother and then me for sure. And then Holly, well, if I was to do a podcast, that's how, I that's, how that's the order. I'm but, sure Jessica would love know, that. Uh, <laughs> when I did calculator add up hours, I mean, waking, you well, I mean, I'm just, just some, I'm throwing some averages out there. Waking hours time. Yeah. Um, there could, could have been genuinely over this last year, a, a pretty, pretty even amount of time spent with, with you, Ver, you know, and yeah. my, and my wife based upon just waking hours because oh, yeah. we have, you know, we've got worked out together over this last year. We'll talk a little bit about that on yeah. today's, on today's episode. We've, uh, you've, part of our church and, and doing ministry together our families to spend time together um like we we similarly like are in the investments yeah. we're not in the investments world together like on the same levels but we've i got more into investments <laughs> of your nature this year because of you Eek. yeah that, yikes get into <laughs> so, that's good. so if you're listening or watching and you are uh, at all feeling any kind of pain from cryptocurrency you know situations over the stocks, last year or stocks or futures, you you can com com commiserate commiserate with us a little bit and maybe feel a little bit better about where you are based on our conversation today uh but man at the end of the day really it's it's all of those things that have brought us together in some form of common you know common bond it, it really still is it's jesus that's been the thing yeah because absolutely. we we at the core of who we are as men that's the that's at the that's at the core of us you know it's core of who we want to be yeah. right our marriages our kids and all that and so that's why i think it really, really clicked it was um i recognize I'm, I'm talking and looking at another guy who really has a similar value for building his life on jesus uh, moving forward even though it doesn't always look like jesus stuff or it doesn't always look like ministry per se um so it's been just so cool getting to know you I feel like we've spent 10 or 15 years getting, have, have had known each other based on yeah. what the last year, year and a half has looked like. Yeah. We've gotten a lot of time together. It's been pretty crazy that just the seasons that lined up yeah. so that it, that, that it happened the way it did. Yeah. Cause I don't think, uh, naturally that would have happened outside. Of right. So then that, that's a perfect window or segue into give us a snapshot really of like seven or eight years ago, Josh to, you know, to how, what led to this last year and your time being even more available and flexible to have uh, the friendship that we've gotten to have. Uh, but introduce yourself a little bit. Are you married, your family, that kind of stuff. And then maybe that transition out of the, the job that you were in before. Yep. This last I, year. Uh, well, my name's Josh Jones. Um, my wife, Jessica and I, uh, 
have four four kids. So I have my son Jeremiah, and then Jessica and I have Indiana, June, and Sayla. Yeah, three girls. And, and they, they're they're all fire. They, fire fire cracking, passionate you know, love name, life. Sayla meaning peace and calm and reflection. I got it wrong. Dude, that girl is full of fire. Like, <laughs> it's I'm I'm sure it'll come around. Yeah. But man, it's yeah. uh she is she is something special. Yeah. Like all of those girls. They are all so unique in their own way. Yeah, they are. But yeah, this uh this last year or so I, I have our kids and then um How long, real quick, how long have you and Jess been married? We are going on eleven years. Cool. Yeah. Congratulations to you. In a couple months here. Cra- cracking ten and in today's day, it feels like it's it's it's, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a yeah. challenge. It's a really really when big deal. When you get to ten years, you start to see how many people don't. Yeah. And and that's always odd because you always think like when people get married that they are just like it's forever at level. Sure. And uh, and you re- like man, I've realized how blessed I am to just have the wife that I do. Yeah. Because I I think I I've taken that for granted in the past where I'm just like, yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, we've been married for. 10 going on 11 years. Um, we got married in 2012 and then, uh, about a year after we got married, moved down to California, uh, lived in Costa Mesa, Newport beach area while going to school at life Pacific. Um, and then in 2015, I moved back at the end of 2015, I moved back and started to work for my grandparents company. Uh, it's a large distribution, uh, company. And, uh, came back and just kind of started at the, the bottom and my grandpa offered me a job. I got my CDL, did all that, the distribution part. It was yeah. dairy and ice cream distribution and, uh, slowly worked my way up, uh, kind of forced my way up yeah. more than worked my way up. Yeah. Like, uh, things needed to be taken care of. So I just kind of jumped in and had that ownership with it and kept going, not ownership, but yeah, you took ownership. Yeah, yeah. I took ownership. And then uh, did that for six years. And then going into the seventh year really felt like the Lord uh, gave us clear direction to be done doing what I was doing. And uh, I had been waiting for that for a long time. And you had direction. So like for people listening, when they think about their, whether their current job career or what they want to be doing or what they're not doing that they hope one day they can. I think this is such a pivotal place mm. of your journey that I just, um, you're, I know you're about to speak into, but I wanted to highlight it before you did, which was yeah. you got direction from the Lord that your time working there was done, Yeah. but you didn't necessarily get direction about what was next. Yeah. That, How did you navigate that? That was, that was probably the hardest part of like, you know, I had really started praying years before just like, Lord, let me be done. Yeah. <laughs> let me be done with this. And I, and I never felt, I had a short period where I felt like the Lord, like it was like an impression that was put on me of what it would feel like to be done and be ready to be done. And so I kept waiting for that. And when it finally did come and the Lord gave me that peace that I could give my notice and I gave a notice in August and would leave at the end of the year just for transition sake. And, um, man, it was, it was scary cause I had no idea what I was going to do. Yeah. And, uh, he didn't give me any direction on that. And so it became more and more of a faith step than, uh, I'm just going to go from this to this. Right. And I thought, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm going to take some time off for like a month or maybe three months and then, uh, start my own business or 
who know like I, I was i was just kind of grasping for yeah things that i could do yeah and uh what the lord just kept bringing me back to was rest and i i don't think i realized how exhausted i was from those years sure years of working i mean there there's was, there's was slow times but man when when it was going which it was most of the time because it was so hard to find people um you know there's easily definitely 50 hour work weeks then 60 and 70 and when you start pushing 70 you're just like you're i'm getting up at two getting to the job by three Jeez. not getting home until after the girls have gone yeah. to bed and yeah so it's that, hard it's hard to sustain that for a long amount of time yeah yeah and you just start burning out yeah fast yeah and, um but one thing i really asked the lord is like i don't want to leave when it's hard yeah like i don't want to leave on this like tension or i'm like i'm disagreeing with management so we're gonna just part ways I'm like lord give me an opportunity to leave in a good season right yeah leave well which never happened when i was there it felt like it was like there's all it was just always like going 110 miles an hour sure. trying to keep up with what was going on but the lord was faithful and he he definitely like created we had more people than we needed I had gotten a, a relief driver. I, I mean, everything was taken care of by the time I left. And um, it it was odd because when I left on my last day, I'm like, is this it? Yeah. Like, I had no idea what I, where I was going. And I thought there would just be like this big grand hoorah at the yeah. end. And yeah. I just got in my car and drove home. And yeah. I, I think I Marco'd you that night. You did. Like, this is just so odd. Yeah. Like, I'm leaving for the last time and I don't right. have a plan. Right. I don't know where I'm going. Right. So, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, you'll have to field some of the questions or the ways that I want to dive into this yeah. and take it however you do. But I, I, knowing you in that moment, I really just kind of started to get to know you. Like at that point, you know, we'd met in October, a couple months before you had your final kind of day of that job. But really, we really didn't start kicking off our relationship until you'd finished the job in January of 2021, 2022, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, and where we started going to the gym and stuff and that well, jumped from there. Yeah. But I mean, you had, your, a lot of your identity was not necessarily in the job per se. It, maybe it was a little bit, but the provision and the security and the 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 lifestyle that you were able to live and support and providing for your family was a large part of your identity. Was that is that safe to say? Yeah. I so. so like just a little bit of that. Like I mean, you were. I remember right in the beginning, just going like, okay, you know. I mean, obviously we've got we've got some savings and some things to help, but until I need to find a job, but there was that like, how am I going to live in a world where like, I'm not getting a paycheck. Like I had been used to getting a paycheck yeah. and like the concern of how that might appear. Like I remember we wrestled again, you have to, yeah. you have to take us where you want to go. I don't want to make you uncomfortable here, but I know for me, what was one of the more impacting things in being in relationship with you was how you wrestled out your perception to others in that season. Yeah. And your identity all i mean just so can you speak into that a little bit just like tell us a little bit more about that i think i, think I was pretty terrified of just coming off as a another millennial who's like oh i'm tired i need a break and i'm <laughs> sure. like because it was so far from from who i am in my dna i just like i i think i what's the best way to describe it it was like, trying to find uh something or an identity to hold on to right i didn't realize what a, a priority it was for me so yeah. when when i left man i was like <laughs> i'm like oh it's gonna be like a vacation and i ended up just like i was having panic attacks at night because i'm like what am i gonna do how i mean we're gonna drain everything we're gonna have nothing left we're gonna have to sell everything and um 
yeah so working through that and even like you said the perception of it that was that was probably the first couple months yeah just being off work specifically but the direction was to leave the job that you were at and to trust him and be faithful to trust in his faithfulness and all that yeah i really felt him be clear that like we were going into a season of rest yeah that's actually like sayla got her name yeah yeah it was like this season was her her namesake yeah because you because you just had her we had just yeah that was another thing we had just had a baby kind of hard a little bit maybe a little bit hard to rest when you have yeah. a new <laughs> plus two young yeah. young kids <laughs> and and just to like give an idea i was like the week after she was born i had i think the longest week i i have ever had like i i went to back to work the following week and i worked 75 hours that week and it was it was literally like I'm getting home, passing out for a couple hours, getting up and leaving. Going to work, yeah. That's and, nice. um, man, so when the Lord gave that kind of clear, like, I want this to be a season of rest for you, I struggled and was torn with that because of the perception of, like, like I said, I'm like, I don't want to just be another person who's tired or burnt out or sure. blah, 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 has all these complaints. But um, I was excited for the idea of rest. Yeah. I, I had never, one of my biggest questions since I can remember is, like, what is Sabbath and yeah. how do you do it? Right. Because I don't get it. And right. I'm all, I'm like, I'm always living at this anxiety level up here where my chest is tight. And I'm like, I'm sure that's like heart attack level all the time. So, <laughs> yeah. So when you think about like your, the, some of the biggest things that you, you were feeling held back by stepping out of a job, moving into not having a job, but you know, you're going to rest. And then at some level go, okay, God, what do you have next? What do you feel like over like 2022 was some of the greatest stuff that you felt like held you back? Um, it was definitely perception. That was a, a big part. Um, and I didn't realize it in the time I thought, I thought it was like just the drive in me. Yeah. That was, but I realized that that drive that I kept referring to, like anytime people and I would talk, they'd be like, man, you just have such a drive to do this and that. Yeah. And I like, I took identity in that. Sure. I took identity in the fact I'm like, I know I can work longer and harder than anyone else. Yeah. And as I came to this point, I'm like, I was like sacrificing this identity that, you know, I, I know how to just get after it. I, you know, I may not be the smartest. I may not be able to do everything or have the skills that other people do, but I know that I can work longer and harder. Yep. yep. And then for the Lord to go, Hey, pause. I'm like, but okay. For a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, so that was the identity piece. I think all of this seems to come back to identity for yep. me. What was holding, holding me back because giving up a job, even the one I, I didn't want anymore was an identity that I had in yeah. itself. Yeah. So right around the time right before you, you, you know, you, you uh, finished up your job, you guys started coming to Living Water Lacey, which is the, the church Holly and I kind of launched in September, 2021. I remember within the first couple of weeks seeing you and I mean, it's hard not to see you first of all, when you walk in any room, cause you are, I don't know what camera we're on here, but man, I'm just giant all the time. Yeah. We should stand up and just real quick in this, in this shot here, just so, so people can see our contrast as, as men, you know, I just think it's probably, it's probably valuable. Oh, that's like, you can see my neck in the screen, but your neck is like another foot and a half higher than that. What's with, I don't, I don't know. Besides, besides Holly, like my landing, my first, my first episode, first guest, he's, he's a giant. And, um, so no, you stood out. I remember, and then your beard. So like you're in the audience, just don't have a big room, you know, in your audience. I remember preaching the first or second week or third week and seeing you in there and just being like, 
this who's this dude like you know and i was sitting back there thinking i'm never coming back <laughs> do you join the yeah. join the club bro there's a there's a big this is the most shocking friendship to me and 100%. the most shocking like fact that we ended up at the same church even i because when people would tell me that they're, they're like oh yeah we're gonna go to living where Lacey. i was like who's the past in the yeah. chase Merrill? i'm like nah <laughs> i'm not gonna do that and oh, I give you a hard time about that, but man, I was convinced of it. Yeah, the no, Lord wouldn't sure. ask me to, to do that. <laughs> Submit myself to this, uh, yeah, this choncho. And we were talking about it the other day, man. I went. I I remember sitting right back in those chairs and going, like, as you started casting vision for the church, I remember like just feeling like straight spear to the heart. Yeah, and I'm like, this is it. Yeah, Jess and I got in the car and literally both were like, yeah, we're in. Yeah, and. And that we have been fully in ever since. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you have. And I, I think that was felt not just in the church, but it was Holly and I felt it with our family from you guys. Like you guys really have been all in, but it's been like also like we, we love you guys, you know, and your family and we want to be a support to you. And so that, that's been here. kids are getting married. Well, bro, Diana came up to me and she, or no, she, she told Jess this. She goes, uh, did you know Weston and I are in love and we're going to get married? <laughs> Do you think dad knows? And she's like, I don't know. And I don't uh, know if Pastor Jess well, knows yet. I, <laughs> well, I for sure can't let Weston listen to this podcast because yeah. his head will get oh, way too man. big. Dude, he's put in the work though. He has. He's put it. He's been patient. Man, he's just been pursuing our yeah. heart. And I keep yeah. like telling her to just drop kick him in the chest well because when he met her i mean so we're talking about six being a six-year-old you know in first grade or kindergarten or whatever it was there was another there's another guy that was in the picture yeah for indiana's heart yeah Yeah. he was he was really going for it and i was like that and weston saw it weston realized it because he 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 didn't see a lot of space for him to move in and that's part i was actually coaching him and saying bro at this stage you know you just gotta yeah make yourself yeah just be a be a friend you know yeah dude he could have gotten sent into the freaking friend zone yeah, well, he he stayed patient though. I think in the friend zone until the other dude just he he didn't last, and then Indiana, you know, yeah, saw what he was with him, and she was done. <laughs> She's like, you know what, Weston's been here. He's been consistent. He's been a rock. Yeah. So what people didn't realize is that this was going to be uh, a dating and marriage advice episode. <laughs> but we are we're learning from our six year old, seven year olds now. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they'll be married one day, which we got a long time to look. You know, thankfully you'll be paying for the wedding which is um, i appreciate that i think yeah. thanks in advance but you're gonna be paying me for her hand in marriage so so it'll, it'll be fine it'll all work out <laughs> oh bro so okay back to uk you came man okay let's let's pivot to to january february 2022 right so yeah. you you officially are in you're like okay i'm gonna rest but also like i saw this kind of like awakening in you like i have a freedom now to like really be who i want to be and grow in the areas that maybe i haven't had the time or capacity to grow in the way i've wanted to yeah. and personally physically relationally marriage all those things i started to see in you this like i'm not gonna waste i'm gonna get after it i'm gonna yeah. rest I and mean, there's definitely a tension there that there was a right high tension. But part of it was like, let's get healthy. Like, let's go to the gym. Let's start like figuring out some of those things because I need to get some things together that I haven't had the space to do. And we really, that's where we started really daily spending, you know, a couple hours at the gym every day in the mornings. And there was a season after it. We we were. You got huge. I I mean, I, I, I look big, but you were lifting the same amount as me. All the way up to the end there. It's a, I mean, with the exception of legs, I got freaking tree trunks. I don't know. I, 
have little saplings yeah for my legs um luckily you only really see the lower half here so. yeah on the on the shower well, unless we go to the water. <laughs> oh, <whoops. laughs> the gym so yeah. i historically i have got two uh, other best friends in my life, Riley Silva and Jordan Schlegel. Riley was high school, eighth grade, uh, best man in my wedding and through high school into young, you know, kind of college age years. He was like, had been my dude. We did a lot of life together. Still my dude to this day. Jordan, as soon as I moved from that stage into the next stage was my guy for the next five and a half years. Both of those, I never told you this, both of those dudes uh, part of what a consistent place for our friendship to grow and spend time with each other was in the gym. Really? And part of why it got expedited, you know, cause I mean, listen, ministry is lonely at times, yeah. although there's people all around and a lot of times people that want to spend time with you. Um, there's, there's just a lot of navigating how to be fully you yeah. and the stewardship and responsibility of being a, a leader and a pastor and a Christian and all that, that comes with expectations. I didn't have a lot of places since those two other friendships where I had become a pastor and felt like, how, who can I actually be in friendship around and enjoy their relationship, but also not feel like I have to be pastor yeah. chase the whole time we're together. Right. And I, I, I didn't have a lot of that since I had been in this role. But those two, I, always Jim was somewhat a part of that. Um, and then I, I, where it really launched us was when we started going to the gym in end of January and we're like we committed we 75 hard yeah just really got after it yep and dude that that was a, a game changer for me because I've never stayed consistent in the gym past like six months maybe yeah and the last time I did that was back in like before Jess and I were married yeah I got I got big then that's for sure I got like after marriage after no, marriage before marriage oh okay. yeah she she missed it too. <laughs> Um, bro you're getting you're gonna get it back she's gonna uh, she yeah. you're gonna get it back to a bulking stage where i just you know bro, what i want the before picture phase you yeah. know what i mean it's working on I'm that before picture solid before picture yeah and then start fast that way the instagram algorithms pick it up even better whenever you post it you know just point. like the more contrast you know yeah i need to post i don't post on social media that's good um, yeah me too all this yeah, this totally. is garbage all of it yeah. We got to talk about that someday. Okay. But Jim, I mean, Jim. you were always bringing new ideas, like listening to podcasts, workouts, different things that yeah. were really challenging the two of us. And, and then a couple of the other guys that would join us at the gym, you know, Aaron, Aaron Ring Ring, another one of our buddies is there. Uh, there's a guy we met at the gym that it's become a, a, a friend, if you will, that we would just like, want to get to know more named John yeah. uh, and a few others. But one of the things that has significantly changed my life, I could say, mm -hmm is hot and cold the the world of yeah, of, of the sauna saunas are for the and and, and the cold shower yeah bro we're not a year yet we're almost there but man for the the sauna i kept telling everyone for the first six months i'm like i am not here to work out i am here to get to that <laughs> And that is what got me through it. Dude, it, well, I mean, I've done saunas before, but like, it was like, ah, five, 10 minutes and you get hot and you're like, I'm out. Yeah. Right. We, we, we've, um, this morning, this morning, we literally spent uh, 90 minutes, part of our new Monday uh, schedule in the mornings for the gym. We start the week out. I'll let you tell why, but here's the breakdown basically is 30 minutes in the sauna, three minutes in a cold shower, back in the sauna for 30 minutes three minutes in a cold shower back in the sauna for a final 30 minutes and then finish out with the three minute cold shower. So you're looking at 99 minutes in essence, an yeah. hour and a half in a, in a hot, a just hot, 
190 degrees this morning. Sauna and then nine minutes of just freezing cold shower. Yeah. Something there's a reason why we were doing it though. Like, can you share like what what are some of the things that you've learned about yeah. the, the value? So I was listening to a podcast by Andrew Huberman and he was talking about the studies that have been done on heat exposure and cold exposure back to back. And with sauna, ideally it would be a cold plunge, but right. we got sh cold showers. And so we spent three minutes in there and basically what it does is it, uh, it increases your human growth hormone by uh 1600%, which is just an insane number. And so, um, the basically if you start your and that that decreases as you do it more often throughout the week but right that's the focus you just like do one solid do chunk up front before yeah. you work out the rest of the week it's yeah. supposed to it, enhance the growth of your you know your regrowth your muscle yeah. human growth to be able to yep so i haven't necessarily done this 90 minutes sauna session a ton yet we've really i, I really only started you know, doing that extensive amount of time a couple of weeks ago, but I'm excited to see how that I've been at it. This was week six for me and I've already seen it and it could, maybe I'm just really trying to push myself, but I already saw a 20% increase yeah. in my, in what I'm lifting. And you're, you're, you're throwing up some weight right now. Yeah. And I've also just, I mean, I made a joke about bulking, but I'm also eating more than I ever right. have. And that has just, I, I think I've never had the fuel I've needed yeah. to actually lift that much Yeah. and, and keep growing. But <laughs> So, so the gym has been a place we have pretty much over the last year da daily, most weeks, did five, six days a week, four or five days a week. And we took, I've taken a chunk off once I had, uh, we had our fourth baby in June, 2022, but we've spent a lot of time together in the gym. Yeah. And part of that is, you know, we work out most of the time in a way where we're talking and connecting and, you know, and, and so there's been a lot of life lived in that where the ups and downs of getting to know each other over this last year has come through that. Um, with that, there's been a lot of mornings we've talked about. In the world of investment, I'm yeah. laughing. I'm just laughing because I'm, I, all I can do now is laugh. I'm just laughing through the pain. Yeah. Investments. Okay. There, I know there's going to be people that don't care about this, obviously. Right. But then there will be people that do care. And uh, I we, let's, just take, let's just take a couple minutes and just unpack a little bit, like without the, necessarily the detail, but like yeah. the the way that we've bonded over the highs and lows losses. of... of losses is what it is. Not, no highs, <laughs> I... Yeah, Bro. I came in, I, I had a little bit of money put aside in savings and that I had put into the stock market and had grown it pretty well for, you know, like everyone did in yeah. 2020, if you got in the stock market, yeah. I mean, everyone, I, I had a close friend that was like, this is a black swan event. If you have any money, sell whatever you can and put it Jump in, in and start doing it. And man, was he spot on. Like we shorted the S&P as it was going down and then wrote it back up. It was like, and, and it was it was yeah it was crazy but so you had some pre-experience before for we got you know before our friendship started yeah. where you'd been in the stock world but you hadn't really started the daily stuff yeah i had not been day trading but you but you'd started to dabble in a little bit of that around yeah. after you know i can't you're like all right i don't have a job and then before i really lock into something like i can i have enough experience and desire in this space like i'm gonna give it I, my best yeah exactly. kind of go and, and I had always been like told to be a long-term investor. Sure. I mean, Warren Buffett, long-term investing in everything, dollar cost average. Do you remember that other Warren Buffett quote that you've quoted me before a couple of times to try to encourage me on a bad Some, day? Something about blood in the streets. Oh, oh no, that wasn't Warren Buffett. Oh. That was uh, Baron Rothschild. Oh, okay. Said, when, when there's blood in the streets, buy, even when that blood's your own. <laughs> even when that blood's your own. Yeah. <laughs> and so that's what I've been living off of just over and over. And um, 
yeah, this last year, it's, I think it's been rough on everyone. I mean, yeah. anyone who has a yeah. 401k gets that you're down in a massive way right now. Right. But, um, I started, well, when we started going to the gym, we started talking with John and John is a guy we met. We were just in the sauna and I was talking about investments and how much money I was losing. And he goes, Oh, you, you do investing. I do day trading. And I have a, a online discord that we go over trades and come up with stuff. And so I started following him there and started learning technical analysis and start like, for me, I was just dollar cost averaging. Sure. I was just buying stuff consistently around the same time. And, uh, when it matured beyond, uh, a year I would sell it and that way I wasn't paying short crazy taxes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, then, so I started doing that and I lost even more money day trading. Um, and, but that was like controlling my, sure. Our, our, my life. You yeah. Know, I was getting up in the morning at four thirty, just glued to the screen, trying to follow the trends and what was going on. And then, um, I think again, part of that was like, there was this high desire in me to have, something yeah. that that i could control right that was an identity yeah like yeah i'm i'm not i'm not providing anymore i'm not doing these things that i have in the past i'm not like nothing's consistent well the stock market maybe i can get in there and, and be consistent yeah and i wasn't yeah <laughs> and, um yeah what would you encourage somebody like that's experienced something similar in the last year or two it's just maybe they lost more than they had or they lost more than they wanted to just, or they're just discouraged in that space. Like how, what was something you gained from even some of those losses this last year that you would encourage somebody with thinking about the world of investments, cryptocurrency, stocks, whatever it might be. I think if for me personally, just my walk with the Lord as like not to over Christianize it and everything. But one thing I, I really felt the Lord say that convicted me in this time. Like I, I was sitting there just like at a, a complete loss for words because of how much I was like, all my investments have turned around yeah, and gone down to hardly anything. And, um, I started just asking the Lord, I'm like, what's next? What, what is, I'm like, I feel like I just squandered everything. And, um, the Lord came back and he just told me, he goes, you've been living like you don't have a father. And mm. that is, like what carried me out of that, that season was like, man, I, the, all of the things that I can go back to is like these identities that I'm looking to hold on to, or this, the money that I'm trying to make, the things I'm trying to do. It's like, it's because I've been living like, like I don't have a father that's going to be the one to provide for me. That's going to be the one to show up when I need him to. I'm like, well, this is just in case he doesn't do what he said he would do. <laughs> and, um, man, that, that was yeah. the, the hardest yeah, that that was a, one of the hardest lessons that I, I had to learn. And I think it took going through that to, to get to a point of like, all right, man, I need I need to turn my eyes back to Jesus. And not that I can't be an investor, I can't be a day trader, I can't be, sure. do these things. Um, but constantly checking your heart like, man, it, w am I doing this because I don't trust God to be the, the one who takes care of me? Yeah. And I think that that is probably would be my encouragement is to constantly be going back to the Lord and asking him that like, am I trying to do something in myself or am I, am I doing this because it's something that brings me joy? Is it something that, that I feel like I have been released by you to do? As yeah. Well? Yeah. When you think about the full year of 2022, uh, what do you see as like moving forward? What's something in 2023 that you're going like, man, I, I, 
I learned this, I grew in this way this last year, but like I, I need to leave this in 2022 and not carry it into 2023 based on what you what you walked through. from January to December, like just so the whole spectrum of things, it's a lot that could, you know, the, yeah. a lot of life that obviously was lived through that time. But when you think about something you want to leave, based on how you learned and go in 2023 what 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 do you what comes to mind i think the the anxiety and struggle that i carried were like just being i i would i remember when jess told me she's like i think you deal with anxiety i'm like mm, i think that i just you know care a lot about things and the the reality is i carried a lot of of anxiety and worry and stress of of all the things that i wanted to control and i think this year um if if anything i feel like i've just been being stripped of every identity that i could like any chance i i reached out to grab something and be like this is who i am now since i don't have a job yeah. this is what i can cling to i'm a day trader i'm a you know business owner i'm a this or that was stripped out of my hands in such a a massive way that it just left me like f- exposed for who i really am apart from all of the things yeah and um so being able to to leave the the stress the weight the anxiety the um identities that i constantly was trying to pick up i'd love to leave that in 2022 and this year i mean i think i can catch it a lot quicker when like because something landon brought up on your last podcast was or yeah he's like what's the first thing people ask what do you do do do?" right man that question freaking sucks when you don't have an answer and i'm like well, I'm, I just told everyone I was a drug dealer. You know, I just, I don't know. Like you got to come up with something. So I, you know, I be like, I'm a day trader or I, I do this or I do yeah. this. And, you know, I, I started a business that completely failed in a matter of months. Like literally as I picked up the equipment for this business, somebody comes walking up to me like, Hey, it's illegal to do that job here in Washington state. I'm like, what? <laughs> and it just imploded on me. I remember that. Yeah. All in a, all in a year's time, all of these things have happened over and over. Just like, you know, whether it's been struggle in finances or jobs or even my marriage, like things that I've clinged to, to create an identity in myself, the Lord has just continued to pull away. And I don't think it would have gotten to that, like this point of really leaning on him unless I really got just completely stripped of everything I could hold. Yeah. So you've got you know, a, a grinding year, a really breaking down, stripping away kind of year from really the things that you mentioned, you found your identity in that the Lord was helping you see and be exposed, not to embarrass you or like, cause I don't think, I don't, no. I don't see that heart of God. You know, I think we at times can make decisions and, and ha- cause things to find ourselves embarrassed because of, you know, a humbling thing that needs to happen. But I don't think God operates like, haha, look at you now. You're, yeah. you're naked you without any identity. Cool, right. You're not. So, but, but he loves us enough to help us, you know, at times go through things that are really challenging where we don't see or have the answers so that he, yeah. we can experience that rock bottom a little bit of like, oh man, that's oh, really where my stuff was. So thinking about that's, taken place or it may be still but it's for the most part and you 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 set the line like and for who 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 i really was or who exposed for who i really am when you think about who you are and then who you want to be grow into being that's not currently maybe in full maturation yet with where you are i'm thinking of the gym 
like you are strong you're lifting some heavier weight than normal but like you're not necessarily at that place where you'd say like i'm where i want to be but i but i'm going there right that's kind of where you're at even as a person right now spiritually mentally relationally what does building that person from where you are to where you want to be look like in 2023 what are some things that you're like man when i think about what i want to do to build that person that i want to be this is some of the things that i know i need to do or have around me in order to see that happen you know i my i just thought about the difference between my answer a year ago and my answer today and my answer today is i i don't have really have an answer yeah which for once in my life is like I love that that's where I am Yeah, is that one thing I feel like the Lord's really put on my heart is just the next right thing. Yeah. And it's all, it almost sounds cliche when you say it or, you know, all of these things, but the first time in my life, I don't have the next five years planned or seven years or whatever. It's like, Lord, show me where to go and I'll go. Yeah. And, and that's been, I think so much has come out of that. Like if I wouldn't have, have quit my job when I did all like, it's mind blowing all of the things that have lined up over the last year, even through like major heartache. Yeah. The things that have lined up, the people that I've been put in contact with that like so many people I would have never, ever met if it wasn't for this time. Yeah. And, uh, so this, this season has just been like going into who I want to be, man. I just want to be as present as possible to hear the Lord tell me where to go next. Yeah. And because I think that's where, where identity fulfillment comes from is just being like against the heart. Like I loved that. What was the name of the song? Um, can't remember, but it was, uh, I just want to lean back against you until you breathe. Yeah. I feel like that's where the Lord has me right now. I just want to lean against him and know his breaths and know where he's going and know what he wants next. Yeah. And, um, I think that's where, where I've experienced the most fulfillment, the most just peace not not going back to this like me trying to run forward and you know constantly just being on on the go yeah so i think that's that's probably how i get to the next step totally like, I, eventually i think the lord will define more 100 like but 100 for now i'm okay with just kind of taking the next step and yeah. going where where he has me and i i, I think that's dead on 100 percent the way that the lord has has it for you right now. And I've seen it. I, here's how I kind of want to like wrap up the conversation and I've expressed it in the beginning, but, uh, but it doesn't feel adequate enough for what I really want to express. But, um, in that, the, your answer to that question around, uh, the next steps or what it looks like to build the, the thing that I've gotten to be a recipient of over the last year while you've walked and navigated walked through and navigated this you know without a manual like there was no like here's how you stop you know a job that you've been working at for seven years and figure out that you didn't have that you just were doing it day by day is how you still were fully you like josh jones and jessica jones together when it came to uh people friendship relationship uh because if i'm if i'm you in my mind, if I put myself in your shoes in that way and I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I have a little bit of savings, but I don't know where the next paycheck's going to come. I got to figure this stuff out. Like for me, I think I would be so worried, concerned, stressed out, overwhelmed with all of that, that my relationships would really begin to, um, be taxed or they would not get the investment or the pursuit that they, they need to be healthy because I'd be so consumed with that. The way I watched you in the middle of all of that go, no, nah, I'm still going to invest in you. 
Like I'm still going to invest in this relationship. And even at times, more often than not, even when I think about our friendship over the last year, little it's a little lopsided. And what I mean by that is you've, you've invested and sacrificed more for our friendship to be a thing than I have. And, and I had told you kind of in the very beginning, I'm in a season of my life where, you know, I'm just, there's days where I'm still trying to like stand up from feeling like I, I can't, I'm, I can't meet everybody's expectation. And so when someone's like, can we be friends? And I'm like, yes, you're awesome. This is great. And then I don't follow up or have the ability to meet their standard of time or spent whatever. Like I'm always fucking failing everybody around me in that space. So I, I kind of didn't want that to happen with you. And I kind of told you up front, I'm like, I'll be honest with you. I, if, if we're going to have a, a meaningful friendship, really, like I, I will, I'll need you to pursue probably a little bit more than even I'm able to. And if you're like, yeah, I can, then, then it'll happen, which it's not, I hate that. I hate that. I'm even saying it, that. It sounds so much more douchey. It does. It, it sounds it like, I feel like an absolute scumbag of all it, the, it, it didn't but, sound but like it, I, I basically, I came to a realization where like, I've just, I got to stop over promising and under delivering for people relationally. And I just do that. I'm so worried in the moment of letting somebody down or making them feel like they're not, an, they're not uh, valuable enough for me to do it. So when they're like, can we get together? Can we talk? Whatever. Um, yes. And then the follow-up I go is not actually sustainable. I, I don't have the time or the ability to do it. And then I just, so I learned enough at that point when I met you starting this church, I was like, I can't, I won't be able to probably meet the standards or expectations that you have of this friendship. But I will say this, if you pursue it, like I, I, I think that that'll be in so as again, douchey, scumbaggy as that sounds. The funny thing is, is as you say this, like I don't, I don't look at it as this. Like I felt like what it came down to is like you were forced into a friendship. No, right. <laughs> I, I was like, I mean, think about when your car broke down. Yeah, and you're like, no, I'm fine, and I'm, and I just you just drove to do it. But that's because- so that, but that's where I'm getting. You, that's exactly where I'm going. Is this like you for for the I don't I mean in my life, like you did not let anything stop you from being a good friend and and when it costs you when you're driving 30 40 minutes a day to come to the gym and then maybe at times even driving back to pick up your kids to bring them to school because you're you're want you're coming to the same gym that i go to that i can go to in this season the sacrifice you're making to be there and you go to another gym closer to you and get the same workout but for you it was about it was about me in the sense of the relationship to like whatever, whatever, I mean, I can give you so many different stories, but I have, I don't know if I have had an experience like f- in friendship, like I have gotten in the last year with you. And I cannot understate it, bro. For as hard as life has been, as ministry has been, um, the discouragements that I've walked through this last year, some mistakes that I've made. I mean, talk about the financial side of investments. I've made some mistakes, you know, there's things that I just felt like, I'm not, I'm not the stuff your pursuit over the year of just me and not me for anything. Like it wasn't, you didn't gain anything. In fact, most of the time you were giving to be able to have the time. Um, and then me really feeling the freedom and safety to be like chase with you without having to be pastor chase or whatever else, uh, is a gift. Like I haven't been given in a long time and I'm not, you know, I'm not, I've got a lot of great people in my life. I got a lot of great relationships and friendships, but but I got a I got a lesson, I got a introduction, I got an experience to what genuine authentic friendship looks like in this last year. 
because of you. And, uh, and that has made a huge, it still is huge impact. I look forward to the time we get to spend together. You challenge me. You don't always like, I say something and you, you don't always be like, yeah, it's a great idea. Sometimes you're like, that's stupid. You're, you're an idiot. And, and then there are days where I'll walk away from feeling super defeated by what came out of me, a message or whatever else. And the text that I'll get is bro. Well done. That was awesome. Here's why it mattered to me. And, and so you just holistically such an un, you was the word used in the beginning. Unlikely. Yeah. Unlikely friendship. I mean, I just think I literally, I keep thinking of little John and Robin. I don't know why that's like, I'm just, I just feel like that's us. Every time we walk into the gym, it's like, that's us. That's the two of us. But from the physical unlikeliness of just, we're so un different to our personalities and different things, but we love Jesus. And, and I think we are passionate about going on a journey to, to be who he's really called us to be yeah. in life, in yeah. marriage, fatherhood, in friendship. And so, um, yeah, I can't express my gratitude enough for the way that the Lord's used you as a friend. Dude, well, I I feel I feel the same. The the things that I've gone through in the last year to be able to have a friend that I keep coming back to, seeing every every single day as we work out and you keep pointing me back to Jesus. I desperately needed that in this season. I mean, when I, you know, I get all riled up and excited about this idea that I have, it's like, man, bring me back to Jesus. And that, that is where you have always done a phenomenal job in challenging me and pushing me to go back to what really matters yeah. because I can get caught up in the details. I can get caught up in the, you know, principles of things so much quicker, but with you and our friendship, it keeps pushing me back to what is the heart of God in this. Yeah. So yeah. I, I appreciate our friendship and I, I wouldn't be where I am today and who I am today if it wasn't for this year that we've had. Yeah. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah. What's exciting to me is that it, it really has just started in yeah. regards to our friendship and our families. And, you know, and, and I want to just speak this over you to, to finish up the conversation, bro. But, you know, that you're God has a huge call in your life and you know that and you know you've known it and felt it. But um, there's something so unique about how he's wired you and who he's made you to be that the call, whether it, it's vocational ministry, pastoring, preaching, teaching, discipling people, um, that you haven't, I haven't, you haven't let the like officialness or the title of that world, like prevent you or hinder you from being who God's calling you to be. And yet there's still more he's calling you into that I see, but what we have to have happen, what I pray happens is that you continue to be Josh Jones to the world that Jesus through Josh Jones is who we get because the world we're living in now is desperate for some Josh Jones, Jesus filled Josh Joneses to be representing who God is and not just all of the different images or pictures or examples that maybe we've had before. Um, you're going to reach people like I could never reach. You're going to reach people, pastors that we love and respect that have gone before us could never reach. And it's because you're real, you're authentic. You see people, uh, you have fun. You, there's so many different things about, I've watched you engage and interact with people and, and in, yeah, I mean, there's, you know, some, some language, some flavorful language that I'm, I'm actually yeah, super I, impressed that this I, podcast you've it took everything in me not to drop at least one cuss word on this thing, <laughs> but I knew, I knew for all of our, yeah. You wanted to spare me from having to, to have an explicit label on the, on the episode. Yeah, I appreciate I, that. Bring me on one more time before the end of the year. <laughs> Maybe like some bonus. We'll do a bonus, yeah, bonus episode. I'll, I'll get some out yeah. of this. We, we need that. We need you to be you. 
and and uh and man people have already been impacted by that but they're going to continue to be impacted for the kingdom and i'm just i'm I'm excited to get to watch the the things that the lord unfolds as you continue to day by day you know step by step with him and trust him to do that and so i I hope people as they're listening that's part of what they're encouraged to do i know that there are people listening that are going to be in a season of wondering and wandering or, or waiting like what what is next i don't see it and I'm getting antsy or anxious or insecure or discouraged that I don't see any movement that I know are going to be encouraged by your story and what you're currently walking through. Cause you, you, although you're doing a few working things right now, you know, you don't like, you're still, you're still navigating really what the answer quote unquote is on the other side of leaving a job and then stepping into what the Lord really has next. And so, uh, I I know we're wrapping up, but I, I always think about this story. My friend, uh, friend from years ago his name was frankie he he was talking about following the lord and he goes you know i when i would get in the car with my dad i'd never wonder if we were going to get where we were supposed to go and that that's the biggest thing in these kind of seasons it's like do you trust your dad that you're going to get where you're supposed to be yeah i mean he's he's not going to have you get in the car and take you and drop you off in the desert somewhere right i mean right just coming back to that that i trust trust him to be your father yeah. Live like you have a father. That's yeah. the biggest thing for me. So good. So. Man, thanks for sharing. Thanks for being uh my friend for being here today. Being at the third you are the first non familial, non family guest on the podcast. Yeah. I mean you hear that Jordan? You hear that whatever the other one was? Riley. Riley. <laughs> now you know, dude. There you go. Just we'll, kidding. We'll fight. Yeah. We could fight. Yeah. Uh, one of them are big, huh? No. Oh, yeah. They're both. They're both super strong and shredded, but they're not necessarily. They're not necessarily big. But, well, man. With that, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, until next time, see you later.